1998, I founded the Kalamazoo Poetry Slam. I did it because I had a few talented friends who needed a place to take their art to the next level. And because I knew there had to be more voices out there waiting to be heard. And because I wanted to go to an open mic where at least two out of three poems didn't suck. My name is Tracy Smith, and this is the KZU Slamcast. This is Slam Later, like, the poems are like, you dirty fucking whore. But this is one of the good ones from the beginning. My ears reach the suburban noise of night. There's a question asked in one limited moment that never crossed into the I am the Smith. I am the poet. I am the Industrial Revolution. No longer bright as fireflies. Highway, despite what the PA announcement said. Yes, rushing down the long stairs with the whiskey of eternity fermented and distilled to 18 minutes, burning down our throats, down the hall, down the stairs, in a, in a building so tall that it will always be there. Yes, it's part of a pair there on the bow of Noah's Ark. The most prestigious couple just kick back park against the perfectly blue sky in a morning beatific in its Indian summer breeze on the day that America fell to its knees. After strutting around for a century without saying thank you or please, the Shock was subsonic and the smoke was deafening between the setup and the punchline because we were all on time for work that day. We all boarded the plane for it to fly and then, and then when the fires were raging, we all climbed up on the windowsill and then we all held hands and jumped into the sky. And every burrow looked up when it first heard, or it heard the first blast. And then every dumb action movie was summarily surpassed and the exodus uptown by foot my foot and motor car looked like more like war than anything I've ever seen before. Yes, it looked more like war than anything I've seen so far. So fierce and ingenious, a poetic specter so far gone that every jackass newscaster was struck dumb and stumbling over, oh my God, and this is unbelievable, and on and on, and I'll tell you what, while we're at it, you can keep the Pentagon. You can keep the propaganda on each and every TV that's been trying to convince me to participate in some prep school punk's plan to perpetuate retribution. Perpetuate retribution as even, even as the blue toxic smoke of our lesson in retribution is still hanging in the air. And there's ash on our shoes, and there's ash in our hair, and there's a fine, silt, a fine silt over every mantle from Hell's Kitchen to Brooklyn. And the streets are full of stories, sudden twists and near misses, and soon every open par is crammed to the rafters with ta tales of narrowly averted disasters. And the whiskey is flowing like never before as all over the country folks just shake their head and pour. So here's a toast to all the folks who live in Palestine, Iraq, and El Salvador. Here's a toast to the folks living on Pine Ridge Reservation with G.I. Joe still coming back for more. Here's a toast to all those nurses and doctors who daily provide women with a choice, who stand down a threat the size of Oklahoma City just to listen to a young woman's voice. Here's to a toast to all the folks on death row right now awaiting hot oil or guillotine who are shackled there with dread and can only escape into their heads to find peace in the form of a dream. Because take away our PlayStations, and we're all a third world nation under the thumb of some blue blo blood royal son who bought the Oval Office in the phony election. And I'll tell you while we're at it, let me state unequivocally, he is not the president of me. No, he is not the president of me because I, I am a poem heating hyperdistillation. I've got no le room left for a lie so verbose. I'm looking out over my whole human family and I'm raising my glass in a toast. Here's to our last drink of fossil fuels. Let us vow to get off this sauce. Shoo away the swarms of commuter planes and find that train ticket we lost. 
Because once upon a time, the line followed the river and peeked into all the backyards where the laundry was waving out on the line and the graffiti was teasing us from brick walls and bridges. We were rolling over ridges through valleys under stars. I dream of touring like Duke Ellington in my own railroad car. I dream of waiting on big wooden benches in the grand station aglow with grace and then standing out there on the platform and feeling the air on my face give back the night its distant whistle. Give back the darkness its soul. Give the big oil companies the finger and relearn how to rock and roll. Yes, the lessons are all around us and the truth is waiting there. So it's time to pick through the rubble, clean the streets and clear the air. Tell our government to pull its big dick out of the sand of someone else's desert and put it back in its pants and quit the hypocritical chance of freedom forever. Because when one lone phone rang in 2001 at 10 after 9 on 911, which is the number we all called, when that lone phone rang off the wall right off our dis desk and right down the hall down the long stairs in the building so tall that the whole world stopped just to watch it fall. 10% metaphor and 90% tragedy. Shh, listen to the poetry. All right, guys, so, you know, you know what your job is tonight. Having me out. Thanks, Storm, for having me out. Um, Chicago is not too far from here. Uh, people have been there before, potentially. Potentially? Okay, good. Things exist in potential. Um, this is about Chicago. My town is run down by division, streets. Divided in tribes, colored clans compete. Demand semi-automatics held by hands and feet. Thinking steel is what makes a fractured self complete. Gold teeth. More numerous among your peeps than sleep. Death creeps as men meet, deciding if your crib will be a place they should eat. It's deep, young men are tenderized like meat, sodomized by police, and yet we talk about peace. We talk about peace, but we only seem to talk about peace while workout window bunnies look spaced. They running in place to keep their waist for they hubby humping the world marketplace, sucking pennies from the face of the faceless, taste his dayless planner. It's secretive like Bruce Wayne's manner. Pulling economic lock hammers from Nigeria to Alabama, coal raping future mammas with the promise of glitter and glamour. But we can't stand the silence of the lambs, the violence at the hands of a CEO, corporate conglomerate name brand. We have got to overstand. We have got to overstand. Grab hands and land and build strength with our fam. Because right now we're being attacked by multinational capitals gatting our back in wombs of young mothers in Africa, black. Early tombs for children in homes in Iraq. Nike whiplash upon Asian girl back so white men can come home to plush condo three flat. Our culture wrecks culture, we wonder why that. Our children kill children with full loaded gat. As HIV rises, we tell pornography rap so our families break up in the single mom's lap cause the men are broke up like the rock from the crack. No longer we sit around meals and just laugh but I wish we kicked tails and dropped science like math to blow sales towards the future when it's more than just half of our story that's told. We'll be right and exact when the youth will rise up and get knowledge like dap. Collect pounds of respect to change the tides of this wrath. When the youth will rise up, when we will rise up, when we will rise up to change the tides of this wrath. Thanks. Yeah. Beer.
She's a crazy mama Crazy girl Craziest mama in the whole fucking world She don't know her pussy From a hole in the ground Craziest mama in the whole fucking town She's a crazy mama Crazy girl Craziest mama in the whole fucking world If I die, please remember not to put me in the ground. Cut me up. In little pieces Then you can take what's left of me And pass it All around I'm only one man Only got two hands Lord knows I'm doing that I can I'd really like to help 
help you, but you got to understand I'm only one man, only got two hands didn't want to break the rules. This one was based on a dream. In a town by a lake, there's a bakery where they bake up side-down cake and the people come out backwards from the bakery where they bake upside-down cake and the people come out lighter than they were they went in and the preacher on the sidewalk screams of sin than they were when they went in and the preacher on the sidewalk screams of sin in a town by a lake there's a bakery where they bake upside down first attempt to do the poem from the top of my head as opposed to read it, so hopefully, I've been practicing all week, hopefully it'll go all right. <laughs> all right. You took something from me, or maybe I gave it to you. I'm not sure I know anymore which is true. I just know you took my fears and wrapped them safely in the security of your dreams to be you and your hopes for me to stand by your side as you untangle the twisted knots of failed expectations and painful disappointments. 
striving to reach the potential that everybody but you could see inside your fragile walls, protecting you from nothing, exposing you to everything you want to be lies within you. And I wish you could see you don't need training wheels as you ride your big wheel into the fading horizon that turns today into tomorrow, into today. I sat quietly in the stoop of my memories, reveling in a time when I was unafraid to give myself completely, knowing the answer was me, regardless of the question. And I'm trying to get back to that place, so I reach and I crawl and I try. And I'm trying to get back to that place, so I reach and I crawl and I try. But I can't find that space when you and I held each other tightly, surrounded by illusions of forever. It seems such a long time ago when our differences fueled the fire that bound the fabric as we wove images of Portland into the quilt that softly embraced our mystical fantasy. And you were the poet and I was the dreamer and together we dreamed of a poetic ending to our courageous journey that led us down separate paths. And now we're desperately clinging to a history we can't bear to live without. A history that's slipping away as the gravity of our search pulls us apart. And in moments of solitude, I still remember what it feels like to be inside of you, tiptoeing softly on shattered fragments of your tattered soul, remnants of a battle you've been fighting your whole life. You see, when you looked into my eyes and ignited the light, we fooled ourselves into believing the energy was enough to sustain the fire that burns inside the depths of your hollow and conceals the emptiness that lies within. And the emptiness created time as the emptiness created space as time started slowly slipping, slipping, slipping away. And time became space, and space became distance, and darkness became light, and night turned into days gone by. And I stand here hoping that someday you'll sit in the center of yourself and realize, baby, you don't need an angel to fly. Up. Um, I don't like being in the spotlight, or at least one that's created. <laughs> so uh, I'm just gonna read this. I wrote this a little while ago, like a real little while ago. So um, this first one is called um, Make It Beautiful. Um, it goes a little something like this. Uh, With these hands, I plan to build a foundation. With my glorious hands, overcome becomes a novel. With these hands, I will hold myself up. With these hands, I will ascend in solitude. With these eyes, I subconsciously persecute. With these eyes, I will watch my spirit dance in the fire of redemption. With these eyes, I can see into your soul. With these undying eyes, everyone will become a god. With this mind, I plan to believe that not all people are translucent but made of gold. With this soul, I plan to become free. With these lips, I realize that your kisses are worth more than any words to me. And then with these lips, I ask myself, I don't know what it is about you. With these ears, I hear a doubt of true believing and my promises to stay, but my footsteps slowly leaving. But with these feet, I plan to not walk away. With my words, I will not lead you astray. With these feet, I will stand one with myself and with my everything, whatever it may take, I will make it beautiful. It's my first one. 
getting fat too, just to let everybody know. I know what to tell Thanks. I feel at home. Um, so, first of all, thank you uh, to everyone who read uh, and, and, and shared their words. It's, it's dope. I mean, that's, I think that's one of the things I appreciate about uh, open mics and poetry being more acceptable and open and back in a public space is that you get to hear people's stories. Um, and oftentimes, if we just rely on television or the newspaper, we don't get to really hear what each other are saying. And so that's a blessing. Um, so I'm going to tell stories. Uh, different kinds of things, different things about myself, about my thoughts, about where I'm from, all these things. Uh, some of what I'm going to read is from uh, my chapbook that I just put out in June. It's called Pieces of Shalom. I'm selling them. They're $5. That's how I do stuff like eat, pay rent, eating, eating, right? Eating is good. Eating is good. Um, so thanks uh, for having me out, and, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. This is called Pieces of Shalom. Yah say shalom, Yah say shalom, shalom aleinu Yaakov Yisrael. Yah say shalom, Yah say shalom, shalom aleinu Yaakov Yisrael. In mother's womb, we wept quiet, not quite aware of the anxiety around father's face, clenched like fist, fearing when he'd have to be clocking into work. Capitalism sucked his life force bank, broke it in the arms of alcohol and other women. It gave my mother ulcers. I remember her face before she snorted early 80s deception the same cosmetic smile her white mother picket fenced around the defense of her husband, cracked like eyes in the skull of a lunatic. She, wild, slipped depression dreams narcotic, tranquil eyes filled her afternoons, glass ceilings tore her skin, and Nancy Reagan just said no to families. So we latchkeys sat morning long in front of Walt Disney interpretations, open to sublimination. Hardcore gangster corporate reality rap pounding our consciousness as our parents punched each other in a Toys R Us aisle, searching for a way to say, I love you. My father fought himself in Vietnam and brought the war back in body bags like the CIA did heroin, nightly shooting up violence in the bedroom. Two. We were told to be cool. We were told to be popular. We were told to search for gold in starting salary, but at recess we regret our cultural context and turn angst inward to mutilate an unidentifiable identity until no self stands in front of mirror with shotgun, unsure of where to point and when to pull. My brother drank Drano at 13. Jess Jessica's face swallowed diet pills, and I remember my mother hysterically hugging her sons in the hallway asking, why are the children killing themselves? And I didn't know. And I don't know. And I don't know Hebrew either. But I do know hip hop. And in my reality, all of this whackness I couldn't handle. See, I wanted to squash this situation. 
Turn my mind on the divine without historical frustration, so I sought my generation, creating metanomes through lyrical zones of inspiration. Hip-hop's kids, breaking down nouns and verbs to relate reality mystically. Inclusivity based upon skills and never skin, I represent creation from my light within. Cause how you gonna build apocalyptic space stations and tell me about sin? I'd rather dwell near Ayin. From nothingness we do begin. God brought forth could only manifest within. God brought forth could only manifest within. God brought forth could only manifest. So I told the rabbi whose angry hands hit me. I wasn't a Goodman or a Friedman or Rosenberg but Abraham crashing idols in my father's corner store. He said I'd be nobody and I told him there was nobody to be. He said, Jews are the chosen people. We have a covenant with God. And I said, fuck you. <laughs> and stripped to show him naked that I had stitched hymen and foreskin of human to my skin to see self bare. Told him we'll recreate the covenant, make it weird. Like, welcome running out our homes, collecting the memories of butterflies and indigenous peoples, dancing to ward off imperialism, throwing our bodies on black earth, linking pilly, pinky toes and belly rings, dreadlocks and payot, mad heads on each other's stomach, laughing. Until our hope seeps into seed and grows sustainable institutions and sacred sites, we won't have to wail at walls for murdered masses, but erect meccas of secret sectors marked by graffiti bombs imploded in the minds of Latino Picassos. We will know our whereabouts through walkabouts in the city streets, wrapping rhythms griots leave in the gutter, maps to guide us if we fall off course. I am beginning, chopping the corroded shell of self like lumberjack until crack and timber, until I see eternity in the death of my skin. In the morning, I wake to sit in the early of nothingness. At lunch, I meet wind by the lake and we feed each other strawberries. After classes, my crew circles in ciphers. We flex lyrical acrobatics like Sufi swirling a static. And then I walk homeless streets, passing through sessions of invisible shaman toward home, where I wrap my body in talis and write, and write out of my mind and into Hashem. We are beginning. These sons and daughters who weren't down enough for the economic trickle, these sisters and brothers who grew up chained in one-bedroom fatherless homes and saw the American ideal paraded before them every waking moment and one day realized it could never be their dream but was dependent upon the perpetuation of their sleepy nightmares. These kids in the cities and suburbs who found salvation one night tripping or rolling or blowed listening to KRS-One, listening to Jimi Hendrix, listening to Brian Culhane describe the immensity of the universe and with each phrase or riff or verse leap forward a million years out of consciousness to look back at existence and claim unyielding love. This family whose obsessive compulsive disorder dictates our yoga practice, whose fidgets count breaths between wooden beads and windmills, whose manic depression is balancing on the needles of turntables and in the pages of infinite journals, whose stuttering ahs are becoming meditative ohms. All right. Thank you, thank you. Um, all right, so uh, in Chicago I, I teach uh, 
predominantly creative writing. Uh, I work for two literary centers. One's called the Gill Complex. The other's called Young Chicago Authors. And I'm in schools, mostly high schools, all day long, going from classroom to classroom or building with teachers to create curriculum to try to integrate creative writing into the Chicago Public School curriculum, which is a joke, the Chicago Public School. I don't know. I, uh, Chicago Public Schools are a pretty scary place. But, um, but we're trying to build, and we're trying to you know, get with people who have money. Like one of the things I say a lot of times, the one thing that I, I think I'm good at, like a skill, I, I think that I'm good at having meetings with white people. I think that's a skill that's important uh, in, in what I do in particular. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't know. I, one of my heroes is, is uh, Cornel West, who's a professor at Harvard, and he talks about multi-contextualism. Um, and I, I try to use that. Multi-contextualism meaning that, you know, with my students, I speak one language, and in my meetings with white people, I speak another language. But I'm still myself. Do you know what I'm saying? And, like, we can, we can I mean, even though I know English, and, but I could flip it many ways. You know, um, so this is a piece that I had kind of written uh, based on an experience after um, what happened in Columbine High School. And uh, the day after, I mean, I was in, I was in a class at a Wells High School, which is a predominantly Latino high school in the city. I mean, most of these kids lower socioeconomic levels. And this is about our discussion um, the day after. It's called Boomerang. 54 minutes ago, they were searched by in-school security for being high school students one day after Colorado. Why they got to search us? We didn't do anything. We begin our class with the Tribune's headline. Maybe now America will wake up, Bill Clinton says. And they don't know what he means because the violence, because the violence because the violence which has shocked the privileged blind sector, sector of the population has controlled their movement since conception. They have already woken up at night to the clack clack buckshot not knowing who. This time 15 suburban folks survived to death sooner than they had nightmared. It's just how it is. It's like the other day my cousin got run up on and shot three times but Janet me no psychologists don't come in here. My trauma, you know what I'm saying? Here, they wake up to the clack-clack terror of jackhammering gentrification, making families' homes mobile, pounding job loss and tax hikes until white dog owners move in. My head vision is haunted by surreality, fake blood dripping onto the streets of actual homicide. Hey, yo, Kev. Yo, for real, man? This is one thing they can't blame on rap music. killing Colorado. Know what I mean? I mean, no cover man killed in Colorado, so who you gonna blame? And every radio mouth runs to blabber committee hearings. Out of the warm cannon, Harvard professors of education and retired lieutenant colonels emerge from think tank utopian vacuums to scream their esteemed opinion. Theories of which video game impregnated suburban white teens with violence fit for inner city residents. Around the clock, live coverage of death, interrupted by consumer announcements from the people who brought you Indonesia. Just do it, just do it, just do it. But it, in the face of a lost teenager, reads like a divine message. And for more on the story, let's go to the scene of the slaughter. Uh, yes, Peter, I'm here with young, scared hero victim. He's wearing 
camouflage cargo pants and an Old Navy bomber jacket. Now, son, what is the one thing you've gained from this experience? Again, what is the problem? Senators and religious fundamentalists take up arms and dollars to determine, clashing in popular culture wars, licking their chops to graffiti hate on the ungodly system they evangelized. This world bought for you by missionary corporations who encourage you to spend more time in front of their altar, nading, NATO bombs, dropping out of advertisements we worked for while tough talk shit hosts kick suffering around like foreign labor. How do you express your anger? I asked Latino students in room 222 in lazy second period English class, they answered, just chill, uh, hang with my girl, smoke herb. They laughed at that one. And I was like, no, no. And I tried talking expression about how you allow angst to manifest without bullets like MCs spitting lyrics, killing whack wordsmiths and freestyle ciphers, but they weren't hearing me. Because 54 minutes ago, they, would, they had been accused of being like the killers they have always been accused of being. Clack, 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 clack. I hope Bill Clinton meant wake up like Zen master slapping wooden stick on back of America enlightening us now, but I know he didn't. Clack, 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 clack. We are only looking at ourselves reflected in the mirror, wondering when we got so ugly. Clack, 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 clack. When Malcolm X was asked about the assassination of JFK, his calm wisdom dictated the metaphysics of violence through agricultural parables. He said, in the morning, a farmer lets his chickens out at night, is always glad to see them return. So when asked if he felt sorrow for the American president being shot dead in front of his own country, he said he was always glad to see chickens come home to roost. Clack! Charlton Heston didn't read the script carefully in that Bible movie he acted in. Clack! Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, violence births violence. We can't duck from the boomerang. Once thrown, it speeds up, develops new technology, and comes back to murder the inventor. So who you gonna blame? All right. Thank you. Um, so it's nice being a writer because you can flip a lot of different styles. And, you know, like I was talking earlier about multi-contextualism, you can do that in your writing. You don't always have to write in the same voice. And the reason, I think, why I started writing initially is because I was, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, obviously I'm a white kid, Jewish, from the suburbs of Chicago, but I grew up listening to KRS-One and Public Enemy and Rakim and Run DMC and was really raised by the stories and the speech and the, the signification that occurs within hip hop language, probably more than anything. And like when I, was, when I was in high school, I just started writing little rhymes and I still rhyme and I, you know, I try to rock mics with MCs and crews and all that. And that's one of the nice things I think about being a writer is that I could put stuff down that doesn't rhyme and that is maybe more traditional free verse or even you know, like metered verse and then I could rhyme. So I like to rhyme. I'll just, I'll, every now and then, like, I'll just, I'll, I'll drop a verse, like, in between some of this other stuff. Um, all right, that's a little music today. 
I'm kidding. On the search for freedom, I tear my mind from Eurocentric outcomes of how the West was won. Big up to KRS-One who taught me to find myself and not to fall in love with wealth or books upon my shelf. I question where I'm at and who I be. Developing my strength intentionally flow to set me free to blow prophecy like Dizzy Gillespie through horns of born destiny. Spontaneous I bust. In, come, give up your lust when we send the prophets of this generation disguised as MC saying something like stop hustling and fronting, mimicking capitalist systems that only got you wanting players get played by bigger players like your mama in the dozens. He said she said she wasn't talk, oblivious to our function, to uplift and unite like we was cousins. Speaking with common tongue and purpose, word is sacred and mystically birthed from the source of creation. So while we trying to hurt it, I heard it reverberate sound, expanding the universe eternal, developed in the ecstatic flow of freestyle, no rehearsal. Bringing reversal to unjust orders and paradigms of thought, we are more than what we bought. I speak with the force for which my ancestors fought. It allows us to sing songs of radical equality beyond distinctions of race, religion, or developed psychology. Basic necessity should not be an American monopoly. Your wearers are apology. Lyrically follow me and dig me like archaeology as I struggle with persistence and shed light on global realities. This instance, I build strength like Popeye because I eats me spinach. Weak rappers are like sunsets. When darkness comes, they diminish. While I shine, this is a race for your mind, but there is no finish line. We all be on time. In a cipher, there is no mind. Distinction is blind. Verse. If you want me to investigate your father's death, I get $10 a day, plus expenses. Will $200 be enough in advance, Mr. Reardon? $200, I'd shoot my grandmother. That won't be necessary. Never can tell. My last case, I had to throw my own brother out of an airplane. Poor sap. 